Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. Hey, let's get into the Word right now. Go with me to Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. You know what I've loved about this series that we have been in? is um, there was a season in my life where I traveled and I preached. You kind of show up, blow up, and then you leave. You know, you have a good time preaching to the churches. But what I have loved about pastoring and serving this church right here is we've been chewing on this one passage of Scripture. We're going now on our third week, and I love that. It's a different flow. As a pastor, you get to just just dig in Scriptures. and So today, we're going right back to where we were, Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Let's get those scriptures on the screen and follow along with me. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. For the next few moments, I want to preach on this thought that I'm simply calling released with intention released with intention everybody say in jesus name all right and you may be seated released with intention we've been in this series now uh where are we we are now on week number four of this series how to raise g-rated kids in an x-rated world and we've been in this passage of scripture where we have been looking at how the bible calls our children arrows it's an analogy that, that our children are arrows, and you, mom and dad, you're the archer. And it's your job to grab them from your quiver, put them on to your bow, and we've talked about three things you got to do to launch an arrow well. Number one, you have to aim. So you have to give vision to your child. Where are you launching your child to? It's not just that you're getting them out of the house, but, but, but what are you launching them to? The second thing you need to do is you pull that string back which is what we've been calling motivation, developing internal motivation in your child so that when you, mom and dad, are not around, and mom and dad, how many you know that you're not always around? You know that, it, it, that you send them to school in this season of their life, and you just hope they're making the right choices. You just hope they're getting, they're, you know, they're with the right circle, they're with the right crowd. So, so you want to put the internal motivation on the inside of them so that they do the things that, that you have taught them and raised them to do even when you're not there. And now the last thing, and what we're going to talk about today, is when you release that arrow, have you released them with intention? So let me, let me talk to you about the two moments in my life where I have been intentionally released. So the first moment in my life was when God put it in my heart to enter into the ministry, and I wanted to go to Bible college. Now, now, listen. Listen, when you are a San Diego kid and you're about to go to college, you're going to run into attention because there are very few cities in this country that are as beautiful as the city that you live in. Come on, I mean, San Diego just a beautiful city. If you didn't know that, you just got to travel, see the world, and you'll be like, I got it pretty good. I got it pretty good. Well, well, you know it's the call of God when the Bible college that God leads you to is in Stockton, Cala, Godforsaken, Fornia. And it's like... Like, nothing is nice about Stockton, California. 
Nothing. And if you're from Stockton, California, I, I, I apologize, but I'm going to go in on your city right now. Uh, but, but, but I, you know, Stockton is next to Oakland. Oakland's got the highest crime rate in the, in, in the state, and then there's Stockton. So that's how pretty Stockton is. You know, Stockton is famous for a couple of MMA fighters called the Diaz brothers. Okay, I got one MMA. I got one MMA fan right here. And the Diaz brothers, man, they put little old Stockton on the map. You know, thank God for the Diaz brothers. Gave it some relevance, you know. Um, but, but Stockton actually has this thing called the Stockton slap. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, there's a thing called, it's a thing. It's called the Stockton slap. And, and yes, Nate Diaz slapped Conor McGregor with the Stockton slap when they were fighting their MMA fight. Anyway, if you're known for a slap, that lets you know the tone of the city, all right? If you're known for a slap, that lets you know the tone of the city. Well, we go there. And my parents are dropping me off for my first year in Bible college. It's about eight-hour drive up north. And I'll never forget my mom's last words to me as they were getting ready to leave. These were my mom's last words. You don't have to stay, son. <laughs> we, we could take you right back home. She was looking at my dorm. She was like, you do not have to stay. Like, thanks for the love and the encouragement, mom. She, she was like mama bearing in that moment. She was like, I just want to get you home. I do not want to leave you here. She saw the CD neighborhood. She's like, do not leave the campus, like ever, okay? If you need something, tell me. I'll bring it to you. Like, you live eight hours away. Don't leave, you know? It was like, it was like that. But nonetheless, they, they left me that day, and that was the first time that my dad had to release me. Now, I would go on to finish, come back home, move in until I got ready to get married to my beautiful wife, Joanna. And I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give Joanna a round of applause. <laughs> Definitely my better three-fourths. And so now, now that was the first time my dad released me. The second time he released me was when I left the house, moved my apartment because I was about a two weeks away, week and a half away from our wedding. And I'll never forget packing up the last of my belongings into my tiny red Nissan 200SX. Come on, somebody. We're going back. We're going back, all right? My Nissan 200SX. We, we put the, the last of the belongings in there. I'll never forget, my dad is sending me out now. I'm leaving the house. I'm, I'm leaving to move into my own place. And my dad hands me a letter. And my dad wrote this amazing note that I still have tucked away, which is a note that he basically wrote to say, son, like this is it. I, I, I've done all I can for you, and I am now releasing you to go and be a husband and be a man and eventually be a fan. Beautiful moment, beautiful moment. But that's, that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today, about releasing our children. And, and if you're a child in the room, uh, lean into some of the stuff that I'm going to say because I want you to see and understand Really, the, the hard work that our parents are doing in the season of, of parenting and getting ready to release you from the home. Now, the author Stephen Covey, he wrote a, a real famous book called The Seven um, Habits of Highly Effective People. Anyone ever read that book, Seven Habits? It's kind of big book, all right? Big popular book. Well, in that book, he talks about this exercise called the funeral exercise. It's a little morbid, okay? But he says, imagine you're at a funeral. And uh, there are people that are gathered for the funeral. There's the service that's happening. It's a big, beautiful funeral. And there are people that are speaking. And then he says, now imagine it's your funeral. Who's in the room at your funeral? Who's speaking at your funeral? Who, what are they saying about you at that funeral? And it's this whole exercise that's really helping you to focus your life on what kind of life uh, do I want to live? You know, I don't want to carry myself here in this world. And it's a great exercise. It really makes you do some introspection. But listen to me, mom and dad. 
The same is true. You can run that same exercise on releasing your children into this world. Think about the day. Fast forward in your mind to the day that you are getting ready in the same way that my dad sent me off with that letter. Think about the day that you are getting ready to send out your kids. What do you want to make sure that you put in them so that when you send them away, you don't have any regrets? You're not wondering, have you given them enough? You're not wondering, have I taught them enough? I mean, you're, 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 I don't want you, mom and dad, to get to that point in your life and you're freaking out because your son still don't know how to wash his own clothes. You know, your daughter still don't know how to fry an egg. You know, you're just like, oh, my God, I did, I did not prepare them for life. So, so in the same way, you have to go back and do this type of introspection. Now, we do this introspection, mom and dad, by having a plan. Everybody say a plan. A plan. And mom and dad, I'm going to equip you with a plan right now, but, but it's so important that you lean into this because here's the deal. You know, back in the days, if, if you go back a few decades, parents would say to their children, you know, I, I didn't have a manual for parenting. I did the best I could, but you know, you were like my only dream. It's not like you're my second family, you're my only family. So I did the best I could. There was no manual for parenting. Well, here's the deal, Lighthouse Church. It's 2022, and there are books, and there are podcasts, and there are TED Talks. You know what I'm saying? There are sermon series. So it's, it's 2022, so mom and dad, you don't get to say, I didn't know. No, 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 mom and dad, if you don't know, and it's going to hurt a little, but I say this because I love you, okay? If you don't know, it's because you chose not to know. You, you didn't make it, and said, I love you when I say this, I do, but, but you did not make it a priority to prepare yourself, to prepare your children, to release them into the world, because we are in the information age, we have access to everything, y'all know that, right? Everything, it's so funny because, you know, we here stateside, we have wonderful Amazon Prime I mean, I mean, I dropped a book recommendation. If you've never read it, you should have already added it to your cart, and it'll be there tomorrow. You know what I mean? It'll be at your door. That's just the world we live in. I had some friends that recently moved from Hawaii back to the stateside, and they're just excited because in Hawaii, they don't have that, like, next-day prime delivery. Like, most deliveries just don't work like that because they're on the island. So they're all freaking out. Yay, we get next-day delivery. Anyway, that's just an aside. But, like, that's just the world we live in now. Like, next day, sometimes it's even same day. One day I, I busted my phone running up the stairs here at the church that same day because I was getting ready to go on the trip. I ordered a screen protector. It showed up on my door like in five hours. Like, like how awesome is that? But, but, but here's my point, church. You have access to information. And mom and dad, it's all at your fingertips. But you have to lean into it. You have to have a plan. Everybody say a plan. All right, do I got your attention, mom and dad? I love you. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to berate on you this morning, but I think it's so important that we really lean into this and figure out what is my plan going to be. Now, now, this is all great timing because I have a plan for my children. My son, Jaden, he's going to turn 13 in the month of February, and I've already began to tell him, you know, once you turn 13, the rite of passage starts for you. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, son, I can't tell you what it's going to be. That's part of the rite of passage. But I'm going to take my son through this very intentional time of developing him to be and become a man. So, so 
you just follow along. All right, I'm here for the five years after he turns 13. We're going to help him get to where when he gets to 18 years old, I know I have been intentional about what I put in him. So here's a few things to write down, okay? As you think about what type of plan do I want to put together to make sure that I release my child right, here's the first thing I want you to write down. What do I want my child to know, okay? You have to ask yourself that question. What do I want my child to know and then specifically i would add a sub point to them what do i want my child to know about god what do i want them to know about themselves and what do i want them to know about life you, you got to ask yourselves those questions what what do i want my son to know because he is either going to be intentionally informed okay he's going to be intentionally formed to the image of christ or he's going to be now, this is tough language, unintentionally deformed into the image of this world. It's one or the other, mom and dad. We are either intentionally forming our children into the image of Christ, or they will be deformed into the image of this world. There is a world that is contending for your children, contending for their attention, contending for their future. And mom and dad, if you are not being intentional, you will let YouTube raise your kid. And, and God forbid what type of kid is raised by YouTube without mom and dad coming alongside and teaching them about God, teaching them about themselves, and teaching them about life. There's a scripture here where it's in Proverbs, and I love the Proverbs. How many of y'all just love the book of Proverbs, the collection of wisdom saints? The writer wrote this, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. For I too was a son to my father. I love, I love reminding my sons that I too was a son. I mean, I still am a son, but I too was a kid. I love doing that. How many of your kids, how many of you ever had, had to like remind your children like, hey, I've been there before. I've done that before. And I know sometimes they don't believe you or they think it's the dark ages. You know, like my, my son thinks that I, mean, I, was, I was born in 1980. I am 41 years old going on 42. And, and my boys, they think it was like the dark ages. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like no Internet had not been invented when I was born. Now, I still feel pretty young. But to my kids, they have a hard time even, you know, conceiving the fact that their dad was at one point in time a child and a son. And so to the kids here in the room, I want you to hear something. When mom and dad talk to you and when they're trying to teach you and they're trying to be intentional, it's just like the psalmist said right here. I, too, was a son to my father, meaning I've lived life. I've made some mistakes and I've got some highs and I've got some lows. Let me let me finish this. Um, For I, too, was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and he said to me, take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. And, and, and that's the hard work that we are doing, mom and dad, aren't we? We're, we're not just teaching them to exist, but, but we're teaching them to live. And how many of you want your kids to really live? Not, not just exist. Y'all know what I'm talking about? There's a difference between someone who's just kind of existing, going through life, purposeless, visionless. No, no, no. I want my boys to live. I want them to live the abundant life that I believe God has called for them. How many know that God has an abundant life for us, our children, and our family? I, I want my children to live. And so you have to be very intentional about what you are teaching to your children. So how do we do this? This is how we do this. You have to put values. Everybody say values. You've got to put values into your child. Write this down. Character, 
is not developed by accident. Character is not developed by accident. Have you ever... I, I'm going to be careful with this illustration because <laughs> your kids are either one or the other, okay? Have you ever had a kid come over to the house to come play with your son or daughter? Not your child, your son's friends, okay? And they come over, and they're just such a joy, and you, you end up telling their mom and dad, your son is welcome anytime, anytime. Now, how many of you ever had a little demon come into your house? A devil, you know what I'm saying? Blue-eyed, blonde-haired, but a devil, you know? And then your kid's like, can so-and-so come over? Nah, we're going shopping. <laughs> can so-and-so come over? Nah, we got a funeral. Just like any excuse, just like, no, can't come. And, and you see the work of parenting, right? How many know that that kid that is well-behaved, that looks the adults in the eye, that kid that calls them Mr. or Mrs., that's not an accident. That, that's good parenting right there. That, that, is, that is mom and dad developing their character, and it is not by accident. So you have to ask yourself, what are the values that I'm putting into your, my kids? Now, I'm going to give you a very short, simple exercise, because if you're trying to fi let's figure this out, like, like well, Pastor Josh, how, what, how do I teach my kids values, and, and where values come from, and, 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 and how do I go about doing this? Well, here's what I think you really should do, okay? Because the values are to your home what culture is to an organization. So if you think about your work organization, culture is kind of like a buzzword, right? Like, like culture is a buzzword. And you can't teach culture. You can only be culture, they say. Well, here's the thing, mom and dad. You can't teach values. You can only live the values. You, you really can only be the values that you're trying to teach your kid. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to listen to what you say as much as they're going to watch what you, watch what you do. So do you want to teach your kids values? Be the values. If you want to teach your kids honesty, be honest with them. If you want to teach your kids faith, show them what a life of faith looks like. If you want to teach them hard work, well, then, Daddy, you got to sell that Xbox, grow up, and stop playing video games, and, and show them. Come on, Sasha, and, and, and show them what hard work looks like because they're going to do what they see you do, not what you say. So you can't teach values. You can only be values. And, and, and when you do this, mom and dad, um, have fun with it. Like, like, I'd encourage you, when you settle on these are the values of our home, put them on a decor on the wall. Put them on a picture, on a frame, hang it, put it there. But you, you, let, you let the people know, we are Herreras. And what do Herreras do? Read the values to them. And, and you're ingraining that into your children, and you're living it out, and you're giving your children the things that they are going to need. You are, again, you are trying to answer the question, what do I want them to know? Now, that's kind of dealing with character, but, but this is also very practical. Can I give you some practical stuff, mom and dad? Let me give you some practical stuff. Do you want your kid to know how to drive a stick shift car? Come on, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I know that we're in electric cars, EV era, but once upon a time, there was a stick shift. So, so what, what do you want them to know? Do you, do you want your kid to know how to cook? A family recipe. Do you want your kid to know how to sew, change a tire, change the oil? You didn't live on a budget. Build a car. Build a website. Cook an egg. Flooring. Understand their credit score. How to trade stocks. Guys, I'm just giving you the practical here. What do you want them to know, and do you have a plan to teach them? I mean, it's very practical because when we start talking about knowing about God and, and knowing about themselves, we're talking about character and values. But, but mom and dad, the, the simple things 
What do, you, what do you want them to know? Now, I learned some things growing up that I know my way around the kitchen, okay? I'm not Peter Castro, but I know my way around the kitchen. And, 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 I just, and I'm now starting to teach my son, Jaden. And, 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 and I took him into the deep waters last week. I taught him how to air fry chicken nuggets. <laughs> hey, we're starting small, okay? He's 12. He's 12. But I said, he said, Dad, I want chicken nuggets. I said, today, you're going to learn. Let's go. Come on. Today, you're going to learn. Bring out the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like, like, bring out the dino nuggies. So your parents know what I'm talking about. Bring out the dinosaur nuggies. Let's go. And, and, and so, you know, again, small thing, but eventually small things become big things. How many are you going to want your kid to know how to live on a budget before they leave the house? Like, that's important. How many want your kids to know what a credit score is? So, so what's your plan to teach them? That's what I said. What's your plan? Back off. They're 18 years old. What am I doing? What's my plan to be able to teach them all of these life skills so that when, you le- when they leave your house, you're not like, oh, shoot, I never taught them how to fry an egg. I mean, it's like you want to be able to send them off and say, okay, I've, I've, taught them that they, I, I've taught them the things that I want them to. All right, let me move on. Number, number two, write this one down. What experiences, okay, um, what, I'm sorry, what do I want them to be able to do? Write that down. What do I want them to be able to do? What do I want my child to be able to do? All right? That, that's, that's the next thing. What do I want them to know? What do I want them to be able to do? And then let's go to the next one here. What experiences, what experiences do I want my children to have? Somebody say experience. Experience. What experiences do I want my child to have? Because mom and dad, it's up to you to curate those experiences for your children. For your children. And even if you're a personal, even if you're a single mom or dad, you, you have to curate the experiences for your children and, and, and begin to show them and prepare them for when you are getting ready to release them. This is why I started telling my son, when you turn 13, we're going to start the process of taking you from a boy to a man. And, I've, and I, I shared this with them, and I said, and it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's gonna, there's a lot of mystery around it. But we're going to do this, son, and we're going to go on a five-year journey of making you a man. And I told him it's going to be hard. Do you want to know why it has to be hard? Life is hard. Can I get a big amen on that lighthouse here? I mean, life is hard. And, 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 and I don't think we set our children up for success. We're like, it's going to be easy. Mom and dad's always going to be here for you. You're not always going to be there. And so, so part of my journey with my son is exposing him to things that are hard. And, and, you know, I read this quote. I love this. It says, children care about themselves, but men care about others. Part, part of the transition of taking my son from a boy to man. Listen to me. Dad's in the room. When you take your children from boy to man. Mom, when you take your daughter, okay, from girl to woman. Y'all know that a child's world is just absorbed about them, right? As you now to begin to develop them and, and to, to disciple them, you need to make sure they understand it's not always about you. It's not always about you. That, that is good information for your kids to have. I want my son to know. There's a few things like experiences that I want him to have. I want him to know that his story is part of a larger story. His, his story is a part of a larger story. He's a part of my story. And then he's going to have a story that lives on after him. He's got a faith story that started thousands of years ago. He's part of a church that began 2,000 years ago. You see what I'm saying, Lighthouse Church? He's, he's part of a larger story. He's going to learn 
that he's not always going to be able to control every situation. Some of you, you know your children are OCD. Start teaching them now, right? Like, I'm serious. You got to start teaching your kids now. You're not always going to be in control. Come on, how many you know that you're not always in control? That life happens. L life happens. You're not always going to be in control. You want to teach your kid that. Finally, notes here. You need to teach your kid that life is finite, and he must live with intention while he is alive. Life is finite. Does your children, I know our children, again, there's a big gap between, for, between childhood to adulthood. But in childhood, kids think, I'm going to live forever. And that's great. We love that. But at some point, as you start the process of moving them into adulthood, you teach them between the day that you were born and the day that you die, there is a dash that is called your life. What did you do with the dash? What, what did you do with the dash that is in your life? Because here's the deal. As you curate these experiences, I want you to understand that experiences, they do these things. They shape their wisdom. Experiences shape their character. And experiences shape their skills. It shapes their wisdom. It shapes their experiences. And it, it I'm sorry, it, it shapes their wisdom. It shapes their character. And it shapes their skills. And I'm going to come to a close now. So it's not a lot, but, but these are some things that, that I hope are helpful for all of you when it comes to how do I put together a plan to, to raise my child? You have to ask yourselves these questions, very simple questions. What do I want them to know? You, you've got to back off of that and start thinking and planning. What do I want my child to know? Then you have to ask yourself, what, what do I want them to be? That's, that's the values. Who do I want them to be? What do I want them to know? And then finally, as we said just a minute ago, what experiences do I want them to have? Those four things right there, Lighthouse Church. That, that's how you build a plan. Now, th there's more to this. We can add to this. We, mom and dad, take liberty to do this. But, but here's where I'm nudging you along, mom and dad, is to really start putting a plan in place for your child's future. That you really start putting a plan in place for the day that you release them. As I said a minute ago, writing these notes and uh, preparing for my sermon, it made me think to the times that my dad had to release me, first for college, and second when he said, okay, you went to school, you came home, got your degree, but now I'm sending you back out to be a husband and to be a father. And, and, and those two moments shaped my life in such a great way, in such a great way. And now... I, I, I want to do all that I can to make sure that I get it right by my three kids. And mom and dad, my, my prayer for you is that you would lean into this season of your life. It's not too late to start. It's not too late to start. You might be thinking, oh man, my kid's like 17. Pastor Josh is starting when his kid's 13. I'm four years behind. It, just start when you can. Do what you can. Work with what you've got. But ask yourselves, what, what am I going to do for my son to make sure that when I leave him at college or when I send him off into the world, I live life with no regrets, knowing that I have given my kid everything that I can. I have prepared him for that day that I can simply hug him, say, son, daughter, I love you. Go and do the thing that God has created you to do. Let me pray for you right now. Would you lean in and just close your eyes and bow your heads and I just want to begin to pray right now that through this message, a very practical message, just, just trying to come alongside you and help you, but that there was some truth